Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Hey, it's Chad, and this is part two of a two-part podcast. We're just finishing up in Tempe, Arizona at the TA Tech AI Summit. It's a hype-free discussion around AI and automation with Aaron Matos, CEO of Paradox, Olivia Young, Director of Client Strategy at KRT Marketing, and Sahil Sani, co-founder of Alio. And of course, some snark and opinion from Chad and Cheese. Enjoy. It's commercial time. Sovereign is known for providing the world's best and most accurate parsing products. And now, based on that technology, comes Sovereign's artificial intelligence matching and scoring software. In fractions of a second, receive match results that provide candidates scored by fit to job, and just as importantly, the jobs fit to the candidate. Make faster and better placements. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. It's showtime. One of the things I loved uh, early on, Aaron, uh, when we spoke about Olivia, and, and it's not necessarily a question for him, that's fine, um, is you were trying to solve the mobile apply issue, which was sort of the heart of the whole movement for you anyway. And as anyone in this, this audience knows, we've been trying to figure out the mobile apply thing for a long, long time, right? Like just pushing apply through LinkedIn and then going to LinkedIn and then coming back and like it just didn't work. And you created this mobile chat bot or whatever you want to call it to sort of create an apply system Assistant. through. through yeah, through a conversation, and I thought that was fantastic. So a year or so uh, since launching, talk about the mobile activity versus desktop, um, maybe what's next for this, are we gonna see voice assistants walk someone through an apply process? Yeah, we we kind of got to the, the concept of this behind two things. One was, yes, we were trying to solve mobile. We had made it not pinch, and Zoom ugly, but they were still crazy forms. And so um, this has been kind of an obsession. How do you how do you fix mobile apply where candidates want to raise their hand in a in a mobile environment? The other the other piece that was driving us was we saw the problem that when I walked into large TA teams, they were all staring at their computers, and I just did not believe that the value of recruiting is in us playing with software. And so it kind of got be a pebble in my shoe of like, I think there's the 80-20 problem of we're spending 80% of our time on admin stuff and 20% on people stuff, and we should flip that. So those two things kind of juxtaposed to drive. Um, today, I mean, mo- mobile on the Canon experience side is just is utterly amazing. Um, you know, conversion rates in the hundreds of percents better because the process is easier. Um, and, that, and that piece, I think, will just continue. The, 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 computer of the future is a mobile device. Um, and that's still working its way through the enterprise. All, you know, I joke about this all the time. Go take a millennial and put them in front of Taleo. No offense to Taleo, but they look at it and they're like, or where the hell do I swipe? <laughs> um, what do I, like it, it's the most confusing stuff in the world. And so our enterprise, our enterprise software also has to take a transition from 
the last 20 years we've built software purely for the enterprise, for the recruiters, for the HR departments. And we have to change that. We have to start building software first and foremost for the candidates, because if you build great candidate experiences, you will actually have great experiences for the company. Kyle, for the record, he drew first blood on millennials, just for the <laughs> I love millennials. It's our favorite. How are you uh, working with ATSs? Our integration, is that paramount? Do you care? Oh, absolutely. I, mean, I think it's, um, I mean, we, we have a, a huge network of, of partners on the ATS and the CRM side for all the enterprises have these. We have to plug into this. There, there is a system of record, and, and we have to help facilitate communications in a different way. We, we view that as our strength. Our, our strength is to help facilitate communications, be able to talk to candidates in a new way, um, do that through different channels, both through mobile, uh, mobile web, whether that's through Facebook, WhatsApp, any, any, any kind of channel. Um, but the ATS is still core, that's not changing. Um, the, the CRM systems have a different layer. Um, someone talked earlier about the, the CRM penetration. And the enterprise, I think it's pretty high. Um, and the, that idea is how do we get more candidates into the CRM to actually start doing work? On the data side, some of the data that we have to work with is garbage. I mean, you take a look at job descriptions. They haven't changed for five years or even plus, right? So if you're trying to build algorithms off of data that's garbage, we've always heard garbage in, garbage out. How do you get, and not only that, from a resume standpoint, when I have an asshole who puts freaking ninja on their resume, right? How does that, how does that even correlate Wizard. to what I'm looking for? Wizard, something of that nature, right? So if you're working on, if, yeah, if you're working with garbage data, I mean, how do you get past that? How do you build ontologies that gets past garbage? Well, that is the challenge and that's the IP. Um, you cannot take the Google AI and assume that it applies to recruiting. We, Google is a customer and a partner for us. You just can't do that. You have to build it and even recruiting as a generalization is very broad. Different kinds of skills, different kinds of challenges you're solving. Mm -hmm. So when you say role, even the word role could mean very different in the usual Google sense, which is very broad versus what you're looking in recruiting. To your point, like we built uh, the whole ontology to parse all the job recs. You guys know of how LinkedIn and Indeed scrape every job rec on an ATS and just show those job recs. We took that a step forward and we said, hey, can you parse the information in there to, to extract the job title, the location, and the requirements? Yeah, and it's those not requirements easy. requirements in many cases are still junk. So oh, 100%. You'll see, you'll see, you'll see um, you know, needs a bachelor's degree. And it's like, oh, yeah, we haven't needed that for two years because it's a tight job market, right? So it's like, yeah, we haven't needed that for a couple of years now. What, I mean, what the hell do you do? No, this is what you do. Uh, a, you use technology to parse that and surface what, what's on there because the recruiters are not looking at it. Right? The hiring managers posted it and no one's looking at it. That's number one. Because they're too busy scheduling shit. <laughs> yeah, they're too busy doing other stuff. Who has the time to go change the years of experience from three to two when you've got like 80 candidates to schedule? Yeah. Right? Second, what we push for is rapid deployment. When you deploy and you're scheduling interviews with McDonald's in San Jose and they're getting candidates who have one year of experience, within a week or two weeks, they will text or email Alio and say, hey, this needs to be two years. So you've taken what they have, you deploy, you let them review it, they need to sign off. We don't take liability for that. But you deploy it because it's publicly out there. And then they, over time, optimize. That's the way you do it. You could spend all your time doing the theory of what's the perfect job description, uh -huh. but the reality is a job description should vary by region because the labor market changes. So Olivia, 
Is this a major point that you talk to your clients about constantly? Because it, it, we've been talking about this for decades, have we not? We've been talking for at least 20 years, as long as we've been doing goddamn job postings, right? Before Monster was Monster. Why hasn't it changed? And will it? And will these types of platforms start to surface the need to be able to do that? Absolutely. I mean, job descriptions are stale. All of my clients, they're like, uh, when we talk about low converting jobs and why they're not converting, we take a look at the job title, the description, maybe there's something in there that we could change and tweak mm -hmm. to increase SEO, to increase traffic. And so those are conversations we're having with them daily that ultimately impacts you know, a larger discussion of going back and updating all job descriptions. But you know, just thinking about ATS integrations, and I want to talk about programmatic a little bit. Yeah. Um, we've been doing a lot of work of integrating with ATSs. And well, that's got to be hard, though, from a very programmatic hard. standpoint, if yeah. you've got garbage, right, to be able to target. And the reason why it's important is right now in current state, um, we essentially get a live feed of completed applications feeding back to our system so we can optimize programmatic campaigns based off how many completed applications are coming through per job. However, we'd like to take this a step further and optimize per qualified applicant. And so having that live feeding integration set up with ATSs is so important. I mean, not only you know, driving the cost per application down for our customers, but just having that real-time data that we're not getting today. So it's just something difficult that we're working towards to essentially offer in the near future. Yeah, is this the bane of your existence right now? The job description? Yeah, I mean, look, at the job description is always going to be a challenge. I think that's part of the challenge in matching. We're trying to take incomplete job descriptions and match them with incomplete resumes. People and jobs are complicated. Um, they're, very, they're very, very complicated. I mean, there's companies that are doing incredibly interesting, innovative stuff. Companies like Intel that have gone, kind of gone reckless. Um, not reckless, but reckless. Um, and are, are managing talent pipelines. Yeah. And looking more at how do I just you know look at people and instead of them applying for our jobs, we look at what they can do and match them to jobs in our company. So there's a lot of innovation that's, that's happening around this. Uh, there's no perfect answer for that. Olivia, quickly, what percentage of your clients are using an AI tool currently? I'd say probably it's grown over the past year. There's definitely more awareness and people just getting buy-in from leadership, but it's probably 30, 40%. So definitely room to and increase that. How big do you think it will get? Do you think it'll be 100% at some point? And if so, like how long is it going to take us to get there? I'd hope it'd be 100%. I mean, I, I want my clients to be using technology to make smarter decisions, to um, just work on areas of challenges, whether it's bandwidth or cost savings. Um, a lot of the points I think Eric talked about today on one of the, I think, four or five factors that you focus on. But I think it's going to take a little while. I think as awareness continues to grow and customers learning and understanding how it can help, um, probably in the next three years, we'd see that adoption increase. It's commercial time. This is the sound of job search. This is the sound of job search defeat. Ugh. Job search can be frustrating. Job seekers run into the same irrelevant ads, page after page before they find a match. When job seekers aren't engaged, conversions are low, budgets are wasted, jobs go unfilled, no one wins. But job search doesn't have to be defeating. JobEdX's Smart Search Exchange references 400 data points to select the most targeted jobs and delivers what job seekers really want to premium ad units across our network. Score! That's the sound of JobEdX's relevant results attracting a qualified candidate and filling your job faster. 
Find out how to improve your job advertising campaigns and increase candidate attraction and engagement by emailing us at join us at jobadx.com. Job Addicts. Together, we can save job search. It's showtime. So let's talk, um, I want to talk about the great consolidation, if you will. So recent news, uh, TextRecruit was gobbled up by iSIMS uh, a year or two ago. Uh, Canvas was in the news recently. These are text, I guess, text recruiting tools. Um, we see Maya getting, you know, 30, 40 million. We see uh, Alio getting 18 million-ish, 19, okay. I'm pretty good, pretty close. Wade and Wendy are in the news this week, 7.6 million. So I'm assuming we're not gonna see a, a flux of IPOs from chatbots and these kind of tools. Like, what happens with the consolidation of these? Is this gonna be something in the next 12 months that we're gonna see? Um, is it further out? And if so, who will be the companies most likely to buy up uh, the chatbots and the automation tools? I would assume ATSs, but I could be incorrect. <laughs> I like that's a good question. So when you look at when you look at new categories in an industry, so let's take talent acquisition here. Typically, consolidation gets pretty rampant when you have only one or two, or say one major player, right? So consider the case of video interviewing. HireVue went off, and others got consolidated, and then that one vendor, that one vendor grows to a size where then they become they plateau, right? HireVue, Hire.com, a lot of the CRMs are of that category. What's interesting about the space that Aaron and I are in is that there are at least three or four very dominant players who are all feeding off each other's growth here. Right? They're really feeding off each other's growth. And that is very unique. It and does who are not those happen. Three? What's that? Who are those three? I won't name them, but one is Alio. <laughs> uh, Alio and, oh, sorry, sure. there are two dominant players, Alio and Olivia. How does that? <laughs> but you know, everyone Alio. focuses, well, Mike's looking at me with a sad face, please, <laughs> and Maya. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, but my point is- Go get a beer, Mike. You deserve a beer. The <laughs> reason why, the reason why 40% of the customers are into this is not because Alio just went in, went crazy. It was contribution from all three of us and we're feeding off that. That is unique. And that uniqueness creates opportunity to actually have some major exits here. So major exits meaning either going public or exits that are north of 500 million that you rarely see in the talent acquisition space. So that's point number one. Point number two, in terms of who will acquire, I think consolidation will happen Customers are asking for AI. It is. Vendors want to just demo. Again, it's a pre-sale thing. It's not a post-sale thing. So customers just want to show something. You acquire, I'll take a name, you acquire a canvas, and you can show, hey, I have texting feature in my toolkit, and then you can make the sale, or you can retain the customer. So that kind of acquisition is going to happen. For the larger acquisitions, whether it is Olivia or Alio, it really comes down to um, the more strategic partnerships here. And you know, the way, the way at least Alio is growing, we don't think we belong to as an add-on on an ATS or enhancing a staffing company or a CRM. We actually, when, when we say it, we mean it. We wanna go end-to-end -end because customers really benefit and the AI from the end-to-end -end is super powerful. And that puts us in a weird situation where we necessarily don't have a very solid acquisition strategy. We're not saying we built a feature of video interviewing, which will be bought out by an ATS. So I, I hope that gives some color on the I'm dot. hearing uh, Alio IPO 2022. <laughs>
You're, you're close. You're not refuting it. You're <laughs> close. <laughs> okay. You're close, but you're a little further out. You need to be more optimistic. <laughs> See, Aaron, if you don't ask the questions, you don't get the answers. I would just add that one of the biggest pain points that I hear from customers is just all the different integrations that they have to even consider. Mm -hmm. So when vetting new technology, that is like the absolute, one of the first questions that we ask is, who do you integrate with? What do you offer? What is the process like, timelines? Like, it's just so important that whatever technology and the tech stack that comes under that um, integrates with their current resources. So it's not just this isolated resource that they're using. So I would hope that there are more you know, acquisitions happening in the near future. And I have heard also from clients that it does make the decision easier on their end if they're looking at a new career site vendor, if they're already working with a chatbot vendor, that it's just easy to just bundle everything together instead of going with a career site vendor and then vetting out different chatbots. So you know, just thinking ahead, I mean, with where the industry is going, I would definitely, you know, would like to see maybe job cases in the running with the $100 million that they just got. So, oh, shabby. yeah, you never know. Yeah. So, Shatter. Yes. Yeah, so. can, can I answer that one? Yeah. Go I want to throw one out. No, have, have Are you really going to answer it, though? Have yeah. I mean, okay. he's going public in. in yeah. Three so, years. 2023? No, I mean, I think the whole idea that there's <laughs> consolidation in the industry might be overstating it. This is an incredibly fragmented industry. Yeah. The, the the large ERP systems, the large ATS systems are, um, none of them have, this isn't like someone's got 40% market share. Um, K1 did a cool thing with Jobvite and- but he just said there's three dominant players. Well, I think he meant in the- In the room? In the assistant chatbot <laughs> space. And look, I, I, you know, I, I appreciate being put in the category. I also think that we are all really small. Um, n none of us are, you know, $100 million companies unless there's something I don't know. Paul? Um, <laughs> like, we're all small, we're all, but we're all growing, and I think that's the, that's the opportunity. Um, the, the, the space is getting more, the challenge is, you get to big system of records, and then everyone wants innovation, and the innova innovation's gonna happen in point solutions. And so, if you're a big enterprise that needs to be cutting edge on candidate experience, you've gotta go find a point solution that integrates in with your system of record. And that, and that process is just ever continuing. So we're talking about tech stack earlier, right? Many hiring companies uh, have a tech stack in place and they're not even leveraging half, maybe 25% of the power of that current stack, right? How do you get past uh, years of companies saying, I hate my ATS, even though they use 10% of it, and, and, and really start to understand and embed your product into their process. Because again, we heard earlier that, you know, process over tech. If their process is all jacked up, what does it, I mean, what are you doing other than putting tech on top of it and then them being able to point at you later and saying it's your fault? Well, I, th I think the ATS has always had the challenge of, have you ever met anyone who's like, oh my God, I love my ATS? Um, I don't, that doesn't exist really. Um, I, I think trying to get adoption is something that we probably think of differently. Mm -hmm. We're trying to build tools that don't need adoption because they actually do work. Um, and, and <laughs> so you're saying the ATS doesn't work? No, not do work that way, that okay. they actually do work. Do work, gotcha. That there's actually automation that's happening and mm -hmm. functionality, that's, that, so it doesn't need, per se, recruiter adoption. The tools actually start running in the background. So I think that, that piece we see happening, right. I'm sure others do as well. Okay. 
from what I've seen with my clients, whenever they're responsible for reporting back any KPIs that are related directly to their business or mm -hmm. you know making a change, that's where they're more invested. So I would say talking to the stakeholders at companies and, and trying to educate them, or if they're being tasked to come back and change, move the dial in one area, what's whether the, that's candidate what's engagement. What's the cornerstone KPI? What is the cornerstone KPI? Because there's so many, right? Depends on what product you're using, right? So I mean, chatbot yeah. could be engagement. It could be you know looking at scheduling software, how to improve rates there. It really depends what you're using. We're looking, I think Zor was talking about time to fill. So time to fill yep. being, I mean, it, that's something that's not as subjective per mm -hmm. se, because it is hard where the, the, the higher ratio, I mean, you have to work, work with humans and that's fairly subjective because you've got hiring managers who make different decisions. So, I mean, what, what do you see from your clients that is like the KPI for them that just makes sense or the one that you guys are trying to push to them? It's that 98% that I mentioned earlier that it's the percentage of candidates that aren't getting hired, looking at the candidate funnel. Ah. And so if they're going back to their team and I mean, they're spending so much money recruiting for talent and recruitment marketing and trying to make sure they have a strategy in place that they're reaching the right talent. With a, with a huge candidate database, by the yeah. way, go ahead. Exactly, so it, it's, it's waste. There's a lot of waste coming in, going out. And so it's just a missed opportunity for these companies not to figure out a way to engage with that 98% that are not getting hired. How are you guys integrating your product with Second Life? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay, we're gonna skip that one. Just making sure everyone's awake. Okay. Um. <laughs> Who's doing virtual reality? Uh, let's, with the, let's, he's like, give, give that back. Let's talk about ghosting. Uh, ghosting is a real problem for employers. Um, and a, a story I recently did, someone with you, amongst, akin to you guys said, uh, you know, messaging automation chatbots are anti-ghosting magic. Talk about that. I think one needs to go deeper as to what's the problem with ghosting. So the problem with ghosting is not somebody not showing up for an interview. The problem with ghosting is them not knowing that they're not gonna show up. So let me just synthesize that down. If you knew they're not gonna show up, then you don't need to wait for them. Yeah, give me a second, I gotta take this in. Okay, go ahead. You got it? Yeah, I got it now. Assistant, <laughs> okay? So Tell him. <laughs> so it's about, it's the ability to either have enough of an indication to be able to go back to the hiring manager and say, hey, Sahil has less than a 25% chance that they're gonna show up. Uh -huh. Because in the last two days, every interaction I've sent with them, they've just been very low. Plus with some macro data, which is to, hey, in this market, X percent of people are just applying for welfare or whatever, especially in the uh, hourly world or whatever it might be. So ghosting is a problem. In fact, in the hourly world, if you guys don't know, seven out of 10 people who are scheduled for an interview don't show up, seven out of 10. The value is not to make all seven show up, really, because they may not show up in the next interview. <laughs> the value is being able to tell that, hey, of the 10 people who were scheduled next week, here are the three that are most likely to show up, and here are the six who may not show up, or however that might be. Last question, Google. How is Google impact, especially Peter, from a client okay. standpoint? Hire by Google, <laughs> hire by Google, the API, Google for jobs, I mean, that, and not to mention Microsoft, they're big names landing in this industry. How's that helped the other products to be able to, to really rise up? Because again, uh, Peter's first, first message to us is, you know, it rises all the boats. 
So with all of our clients, we absolutely talk about innovation when we think about their, like let's pretend 2019 recruitment media strategy. Mm -hmm. We always include a line item in our media plans for innovation and put a bucket of dollars there. We are just waiting for Google for Jobs to have an advertising product because we know it's coming. So hopefully it's oh, within it this year, right? So that's something that we're paying very close attention to and we have, not a shameless plug, but on KRT's website, we have a whole Google for Jobs hub that we keep up with the latest and greatest trends. Um, but second to that, I think um, Google Cloud and, and layering that technology on top of a customer's career site has been making a big impact on mm -hmm. the way that candidates are searching for jobs and then also impacting once you know they are finding the right job, um, completing the application, and then ultimately going in the hands of a recruiter, they're not getting so much waste and non-qualified talent because you know that does increase the, the jobs that they're looking for and, and what's coming up in the search results. Thank you all. We appreciate Let's it. Let's hear it for our panelists. Thank you guys. Give it up. Give it up for, thank you, Hi, our Ology and John Maddox for the beer. We really appreciate it. If you have any post questions, just on Twitter, hashtag Chad Cheese, and we'll try to get answers. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. It's commercial time. Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text, and so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video, or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser-focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io, and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. Thanks again to the team from TA Tech, who always run a great event. Aaron from Paradox, Olivia from KRT, and Sahil from Alio. Joel and I will be at TA Tech events all over the world. So go to tatech.org, check out events, register, and then grab a beer at our show. So wash out. Hi, I'm Tristan. Thanks for listening to my stepdad, the Chad, and his goofy friend, Cheese. You've been listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on all the knowledge dropping that's happening up in here. They made me say that. The most important part is to check out our sponsors because I need new track spikes. You know, the expensive shiny gold pair that are extra because, well, I'm extra. For more, visit chatcheese.com. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary, yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you, and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. 
You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.